0: The second thing I'm thinking about as we think through this like year of efficiency that Zuckerberg is calling it, where things are tightening up, some of those perks are gonna go away. You need to define a clear skill set that will set you apart from other people. So early on in your career, we've talked about in other episodes, raise your hand for these different opportunities where you can develop skills. Hard skills, skills that like not everyone can do. But if you're a recruiter, what's your unique skill set as a recruiter? That's hard to answer. No offense to recruiters, but In every position, there's something that sets you apart. Maybe you're a really good back-end technical engineer, senior executive recruiter or something. Something that sets you apart from everybody else. Every organization or role has something within that'll set you apart.
1: Welcome in, boys and girls. You're listening to The Free Retiree Show. I'm your host, wealth manager Lee Michael Murphy, alongside my pal, interview coach extraordinaire, Sergio Patterson. What is up, everyone? Welcome into a career advancement edition. Today, we're going to be talking about how not to get canned at your job i thought this was a really good topic considering all the layoffs that we've been hearing about in the bay area maybe you're in a different part of the country or world and it's not as bad but sir you're hearing quite a bit right you can see it you can feel it yeah things are tightening up and just we're big shout out to
0: anyone who's been impacted by the layoffs it sucks we know and some of it's out of your control. There are some great people who have been laid off and they're just out of their control. But yeah, man, it's happening everywhere. And we wanted to use this episode to talk about ways to just put yourself in the best position so that you have a better chance of not getting laid off.
1: Yep. Yep. And Serge brought, came up with four wonderful pieces of advice that you're going to want to know and hopefully it will be the difference in you not getting laid off. In fact, maybe it might get you promoted. But when we were going over these, I was thinking, yeah, that's gold. That would keep you from getting shit canned. So you're going to want to hear these. But before we go into the topic, on a side note, Serge, a word on the street is COVID has hit the Patterson household. Oh, and uh, you know what I think is funny about this whole situation, Sergio. At this point, does not have it. But I remember when you did have it, and you were banished into a room in your house. Your wife, Get this room, right? Your there. wife banished <laughs> you, right? So, why don't you tell the listeners about your banishment? When yeah, got-
0: I mean, right when it happened. So, I took a test, and she literally slammed the door. I think I maybe hurt a finger or something. She slammed the door, and I just I was gone. It happened, and she slammed the door, locked me away in this room. This is my office. She put a plastic sheet between <laughs> this office and the kitchen. She like, would this like, it was
1: like a scene from E.T. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: this was right when COVID was like, we were really scared of COVID. But she slide, She would slide food underneath the sheet. She would not <laughs> touch me. The kids would not, I was just a ghost. So I didn't see my kids for 11 days. I didn't see her for 11 days. Um. I would only, it was almost like prison. It was prison. It was prison. And now she it has prison. it,
1: right? She has it. Now she, she has wants it. She, different, she wants different rights.
0: Yes. She tested positive today. I, we were Lee and I were actually going to go and watch the fight, but I had to stay home and watch the kids while Kimberly is in our room, locked away. Uh, she's probably watching Netflix. But she, no, she wanted me to take the kids to my parents' house and stay over <laughs> there so she could have the run of this house. I said, no, not today.
1: <laughs> yeah, she wanted the whole house, but you only got a little room and a little plastic sheets to slide your food under does
0: yeah, not seem so, fair no so sh- no i'm staying home i'm not going anywhere yeah. and she is in the room and yeah i don't think i'm going to get it as long as as long as we don't interact she's going to stay in there i'm going to stay down here
1: all right all right Best we, could, we should is, bet we should bet i think you're going to get it cuz like i i think i said before your uh, your wife is much stronger than you That's true she's uh, superior genetics and i know you <laughs> oh, have God, have and little... <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you're a little bit weaker a human beings, so I think you're doomed, man. I'm, I mean, I'm- she was a unicorn, dude. This is what three years into COVID, she finally got it. Yeah, she was one of the unicorns, but it got her. Yeah, got her. my daughter still doesn't have it. She's never got it. Knock on wood, but I think this is your time. You got to put the chair up against the doorknob and yeah, make sure she can't get out. Put a couch in front of the bedroom. She's chilling door. though. She's like in our. She's got our bedroom. This is she's day one, like- bro. This is day one. You guys, yeah. she's gonna go. She's going to go crazy. After 11 days. Best wishes to you, your wife. Thank It you. sucks that she's got it. And hopefully she gets better quick. But yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. So had to share that with the listeners. But on to our topic. So we don't want to get fired. People don't want to get fired right now. Save us. Yeah. What's your advice?
0: Yeah, I think I said it at the top, but again, there are so many people who got laid off that are awesome employees. They got great performances with you. So sometimes it's out of your control, but- what we can do is only control what we can control, so you can put yourself in the best position possible. So I thought about four different four different buckets of four different areas that people can do and focus on so that they can set themselves up because honestly, like Zuckerberg at Facebook just came out with in their earnings call, they said this is the year of efficiency, and when I hear efficiency, that means cutting cost, right. <laughs> so cutting people cutting people yeah and facebook or meta is cutting people better believe all the little companies are going to start cutting people Uh, and it's happening so these are ways and areas to focus on so that you set yourself up to be like if you're gonna get fired you're gonna be the last rounds Last layoff years from now, the first bucket is managing up. We've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, but Lee, just like a general definition of managing up the way I think about it and the way I've learned it, I learned this way too late in my career, but it's how you first have to really get to know and understand how your manager thinks, what makes them tick their likes and dislikes, their style of work. Once you understand that, then you're intentional in every interaction with them. So if you have a manager who's super into the details, they're structured, they're just very, you need to have your shit on point. There's no casual or laziness. Make sure you come to every meeting prepared. You have a document with your agenda. Here's what we're going to talk about today, Mr. Man- or Mister Mrs. Manager. This is what, these are the risks. These are what, this is what I need help on. This is just an FYI. I have a doc. This is something tactical for the listeners, but if you don't already, if you have a 30 minute meeting with your managers, you should create a doc. There should be an agenda. You should let them know ahead of time what the agenda is. You should have the topics. This is what's important this week. These are just FYIs. And these are some risks or things I need help on. Those are the main buckets I talk to my manager about every week. He told me about a month ago, your agenda docs are amazing. I want the whole team to use them. And now I think the whole team's using them. So managing up to me is like being really intentional in every interaction so that, one, you have a great relationship with your manager and two that's gonna that's gonna help you in the when it comes down to performance reviews because you've been setting them up all year with your agenda they know what you're doing they know you're doing good work and they're gonna have your back in that performance review so the first big bucket is having a an amazing relationship with your manager and make sure you know what managing up
1: is Yeah, That is key. Yeah. I didn't know the definition of managing up for a long time. Now that I have a wonderful client service manager, Marissa Johnson, shout out to Marissa Johnson. It's just a feeling of, I don't need to say anything. In fact, she's just, Hey, this, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm good with that. And she, I just feel like it's a, she's proactive. She recommends stuff to you. Absolutely. She keeps me on track and she's absolutely invaluable because I never feel like I have to be stressed out because I know that she's so on it and she'll let me know. So I don't always have to be asking, do I need to do this? Hey, did this get done? Did this get done? No, don't ever. I'd never have to worry about that. So absolutely. So she's
0: managing up 100%. 100. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So you have somebody who's doing it. And when it would come that time, or if you guys had performance, she seems like she's invaluable to you right now percent. Yeah. It seems like someone that wouldn't, if you didn't need to cut it, you wouldn't, you would not, you would keep her on board. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's a clear example of managing up the power listeners. If you have a manager, please, this is one of the most important pieces of career advice I've ever gotten. And I didn't get this until 10 years into my career. So if you can do this early, you will probably be miles and miles ahead of me when you're my age do it okay so that was the first bucket the second thing i'm thinking about as we think through this like year of efficiency that zuckerberg is calling it where things are tightening up some of those perks are going to go away maybe the free food's gone or the ping pong tables or the free starburts or skittles on campus maybe that's oh, all going oh no. oh no it might go away so you need to define clear skill set that will set you apart from other people so Early on in your career, we've talked about in other episodes, raise your hand for these different opportunities where you can develop skills, hard skills, skills that like not everyone can do. But if you're a recruiter, what's your unique skill set as a recruiter? That's hard to answer. No offense to recruiters, but in every position, there's something that sets you apart. Maybe you're a really good engine, like back-end technical engineer, senior executive recruiter or something. Something that sets you apart from everybody else. Every organization or role has something within thats that'll set you apart. So for me, there's different things that sets me apart and I've developed over my time. And now I have this niche little role that I've carved for myself where companies know I can help them launch new products. Not everybody's
1: comfortable with launching something new because it's chaotic.
0: Now, were you intentional
1: about going down that route because you knew that it was unique? Is that part of the reason you picked it up? You're like, not many people do that. That'll be my superpower.
0: Yeah, honestly. Yeah. It was in my opinion, thinking back to when I first worked on it to me, I just enjoyed working on new technical like projects, like new, a new hardware thing is launching. I worked on the Amazon. The first real beta program I worked on new product was the Amazon glasses.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I actually have them here. That was before. Well, I couldn't talk about it. I literally couldn't talk about the project. Hmm. But when I worked on Amazon, I helped them launch the glasses with Alexa on them.
1: Wow, that's cool.
0: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And uh, it was fun working on that product. The Amazon, it's a whole other story. But the point (laughs) there is... I digress. The point is I learned all those skills. I learned... I helped Amazon do that thing. I worked on what is now known as Google Wi-Fi. I worked on uh, some new products at Facebook and now I'm launching something new at Airbnb. But like, that's my thing. Like I have it on my resume. Companies know, there's only so many people that have worked on a, that even know what a beta product is or new launching a new product. Hmm. So my point here is develop a skill that's unique. Whatever your role is, like figure out something that, Maybe not everyone can do it or likes to do it. So that's, it goes back to raising your hand for like opportunities and thing that things that aren't as glamorous because launching new products is not easy. It takes a lot of hard work. It's chaotic, but find something, raise your hand. If you're at a tech company right now and like your manager has all these different opportunities and they say, hey, this. if someone says this project is going to be really tough or nobody's been able to solve this, raise your hand for that thing. You never know where it's going to end up or where it's, going to, where it's going to lead you to, but defining your skill, your niche, whatever that is so that you can stand up and st- or stand out as we think about the year of essentially the next couple of years is going to be layoffs. So we talked about managing up and having a clear set of skills that sets you apart from the rest. Does
1: that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Do you have any resources? Say someone's looking at their, their history and their skill set and they're like, man, I feel like I'm replaceable. I need a little bit of special in my life. Where do they start?
0: Yeah. I th-
1: there's so many ways to learn. There's re- like online resources to learn. I would
0: say start in and, and going back to managing up. Part of that is being proactive with your manager and asking, occasionally asking, what are the big problems the company's trying to solve, you're trying to solve and raise your hands, raise your hand to see if you could help. Maybe it's a, a small 10% project or something that you could just jump on. So that's one tactical thing to do is like being proactive and asking questions about problems. Essentially you have to find problems that the companies are trying to solve that they, you're the solution they don't know they need yet, right? So raise your hand, ask questions, be proactive. And then just, if you want to learn a new skill, there's there's a site called Udemy, there's a Coursera, LinkedIn Learning. There's so many resources out there, but figure out what you want to learn and then go learn it or figure out what those problems are at your company and try to be the one to solve them.
2: That's great advice.
0: Yeah. And that's just, that's literally just being proactive and asking your manager what you could do to help them. Cause I guarantee you, like my manager has so many things and I'm still early on in my career at Airbnb, but that's all my things to do is, to really unpack what those big problems are so that I can be somebody that can be looked at that can tackle those. So that's huge. So those are the two first buckets. We talked managing up, defining your skill set. This is something you and I talked about before the show, but consistency. Yes. You talked about your, and I don't want to talk too much about Marissa, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that she consistently delivers good results. Yep, 100%. Like you just know it's going to be good. It sounds like. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's important right? Being consistent, like being able to deliver a consistent product or project or piece of work, people know whatever Sergio or Lee is doing or turning in, it's going to be great. So that one, that's, you're developing your brand, right? Mm -hmm. Your brand is either shit or it's great, or maybe it's in the middle, but you want it to be great. You want it to be an extreme. You don't want it to just be, you either want to
1: suck or you want to be great. You don't want to just be Average. Absolutely. And then that, the whole thing with consistency, the up, the down. Speaking to your point, recently had a friend, worked at a well-known tech company, and up and down in terms of their performance. Now, they would go through months of being a high performer, months of being a low performer, high performer. Mm-hmm. A lot of the personal things in their life would be brought into the job, yeah. showed up in the work, and it was years and years of up and down. Got laid, and part of the reason was that consistency. Yeah. You can yeah, be very you can be extremely talented. You can be, you might have that unique skill that no one has. Uh, and you can be a very smart individual. But if you don't have that consistency, people will lose faith in you and you become replaceable.
0: Yeah, it's like that. Unfortunately, it's like this, what have you done for me lately? Is reality, right? Like I'll have a good performance review. And then it's like, all right, this thing's starting again. So what does the next six months look like? And Consistent, it's important to be consistent so your manager and people around you know that whatever Sergio is working on, it's going to be awesome, right? He's going to take care of it. And if it's not, he's going to flag it and tell us about it. And that goes back to managing up, but it's all this whole cycle of how to work well. So we talked managing up, developing a clear skill set, and consistency. And the last thing that ties everything together is relationship building. I know this is important in your world, but we were talking about this before the show, but relationship building, I learned this kind of later on in my career, but it's networking, it's being somebody who's known, easy to work with, right? Somebody who can really connect people and bring people together and not break people apart. And the underlying reasoning is one, it's just good to work this way. But two, you want to make sure that you're somebody who, when you're not in the room and they're having these conversations about who's getting fired, you want to make sure you have as many people that will have your back in that room as possible. So at the end of the day, when you are relationship building and you're doing good work and you're meeting people and you're building rapport, that could have an impact as well, right? You want to be known as somebody who's, who you can get along with, who gets work done, who comes to work with the right attitude and not somebody who's playing the politic game, gossiping, stabbing people in the back, like all those things, that's not going to help you during the year of efficiency, according to our boy Zuckerberg. So we want to make sure you're, we, we that's like a staple of this podcast. Networking, relationship building, so that when you're not in the room, those people have
1: your back. Yes, that is a great point. If you're on the chopping block, they might rescue you. <laughs> exactly. They're like, wait,
0: no, Sergio did this ABC thing and we cannot afford to lose him.
1: So I think the relationship
0: building piece is just good career advice in general but especially right now like you want go out of your way like and this working from home environment like do the 30 minute coffee chat chat bi-weekly like I have people set up time with me all the time just to talk and I think t- to me I'm like okay we're building a relationship that's intentional and i love it i think it's important and again you could do all these things be a great performer and you might still get laid off because this environment is crazy it's not like anything we've seen recently in the tech Mm -hmm. space it's been amazing for so many years and the bubble it's almost bursting guys but uh, (laughs) we're hanging on i think some things are turning around lee maybe from a stock standpoint i think things are turning a little bit but uh, yeah
1: It is the year of efficiency, according to uh, our boy.
2: Yeah, efficiency. So,
1: (laughs) but hey, those were fantastic pieces of advice. And a lot of things are out of your control, but you can work on all these things that we talked about today. And hey, it might be the difference if you're the one that's on the chopping block. So I appreciate them, Serge. Uh, I thought they were phenomenal. I'm gonna employ them in my own daily life. But yeah, well done, sir. Awesome. Well done. All right, folks, that's it for today. You've been listening to The Free Retiree Show. So long for
2: now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated. Member FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, License 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is an investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities.